Write That Down, hosted by Jacob Novak and myself, Nate Ulrich. This is a podcast where two everyday creative people try to break through the noise and do creative things. This week, we get into the difference between inspiration and imitation after some interesting news from Hollywood Breaks. We discuss where the line is between copying an existing work versus adapting it, and a lot more. So, let's get into it. person i know this is a big, big deal for us yeah um i was part of me thought that maybe we would like do one in person like jack badger yeah having a guest was the motivator to do it in uh, person but then we would just be like let's yeah, just stay home this yeah. time but i well, did it well you did it you made the drive out here yeah. and today was a good day because you know i, I worked out in the morning early morning <laughs> before work and it felt so good I hated it at the moment. I thought I was going to pass out. I was about to say, can't relate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was a nice feeling. So today I've been energized, you know, I've been energized. Nice. And I, t- I tell myself I'm going to keep doing it, but who knows? Yeah. You know? Who knows? But um, no, but real talk here, Jacob. I have a suit that I wore to a wedding two years ago. And I somehow convinced Winter, my fiance, to let me wear this suit at my wedding in October. <laughs> and the suit... Uh, I tried it on and it's a little tight. <laughs> so maybe that's the motivation. because of the out. muscle. The muscle. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, but but yeah, that's not what we're talking about here today. It could be. It could, nah, we don't need to talk about <laughs> my muscle. <laughs> no, no, no. We're here to talk about some more fun stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's fun. It's it's thought provoking. Hopefully. Sure. Hopefully. Yeah. So basically, we're looking at, you know, what are we going to do this week? Mm-hmm. What are we going to talk about? Mm-hmm. And then Twitter hits, uh, as it always does. Yeah. Sometimes good, mostly bad. Mostly bad. <laughs> um, apparently, so there's a, a cult, not even cult, I'd say it, it got pretty big success overseas. It was one of the, you know, it kickstarted a lot of success in people watching non-English films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say it's a cult. Yeah. Right. Um, but it has a, a, a dedicated a following. following. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess yeah, is yeah, the better yeah. way to put it. Uh, to put it. Um, there's a movie called Train to Busan. Uh, that is a Korean movie that came out in 2016. Uh, and it was just announced that they're going to, or New Line Cinema is going to try to make a an American version of mm-hmm. it. Uh, and that sparked a lot of why from people <laughs> right we i think we briefly talked about a different uh yeah. show or, or a different movie it was a different movie yeah it was it was my definitely not procrastinating probably back in like back. february not february because that's when the podcast started uh it was a while ago and it's a movie called another round mm-hmm. and it's a danish movie starring mads mickelson that i really liked and like as soon as i watched it it came out that uh Someone was going to try to do an American or right. English language sure. version starring Leonardo DiCaprio, uh-huh. which so obviously in our if you can't tell in our voices we have our qualms with this sort of yeah uh, I I would call it a money grab because obviously yeah. these films were you know well produced really pieces of work art yeah. uh, that had attraction People Oscar wanted to, Oscar win- like yeah. the highest of the high it's just not. In English, yeah, it's not. Uh, people won't even watch it with subtitles. Yeah, which is just like uh, 
uh, Bong Joon-ho, who directed Parasite, Parasite, when he won the Oscar for... It was either at the Oscars or the Golden Globe or something. He said, uh, once you overcome the one-inch barrier of subtitles, <laughs> you'll be introduced into, into so many other great films. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people just aren't willing to do that, <laughs> apparently. Or at least not to the point where big Hollywood executives can't just seize the opportunity to just make some money off of this. Right. Yeah. Which is a little frustrating when these are already such good movies and yes. it, it feels like yeah, you're not giving the original actors and writers and producers and all the the cast and crew the credit that they deserve because you're just going to try to right do the same thing with Leo DiCaprio. Well, that's why right? it's a hard industry to be in. Yeah. Uh, or because as a viewer, we are paying for entertainment that we want to watch. Yeah. Right. And so if I don't feel like ex- using my brain to read on the screen, then I don't want to pay for it. I mean, that's not me personally, but I'm thinking right. as a whole. And we're not yeah. used to it in our society, at least in the U.S. or at least in where I live. Yeah. I don't know what it's like, you know, on the uh, West Coast or anything like that. But at least in this ge- geographic location... I don't see people, I don't see it in our everyday life where we're reading um, what we're reading so that we can understand it, even though what, what's actually happening is in a different language or, or is in like yeah. American Sign Language or something that, something that we're not used to. And in, in most cases, just it's uncomfortable because we're not used to it. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, this is kind of a tangent, but you just you saying American Sign Language, there's another movie that came out towards the end of last year called Sound of Metal. Uh, really? which is in English, but it has a lot of sign language because it's about like a, a heavy metal drummer who's, who, you know, goes deaf huh. and has to like learn sign language. And it, how did the, how did society take that? Uh, well, I'm, I'm, it was nominated for things and I know it, it was well received. I'm just not sure if it got the, I'm not sure it got a huge res- response in terms of viewership just because yeah. like people liked it, but it was on Amazon prime. It, and right. But I you feel like think... that's the hardest uh, platform to release new movies. Maybe. On. Yeah. But well, I feel like it just gets You would out. think that it would be easy, a lot easier for some folks in the U S or in this area that we're talking about, to understand and, and in some cases empathize and sympathize with a movie character like that because that is more common, at least in a lot of these English-speaking areas, it's more common to be working with deaf people and yep. understanding what that's what that's like than it is to, for instance, um, see a, ja- a movie in Japanese or something like that just because it seems as though in our, in our white area, our white bubble, <laughs> our, our not very diverse area, um, that there would be it'd be easier to understand what it'd be like to go through someone with someone who has a hearing disability or something like that yeah. than than for somebody to be completely speaking Japanese and us trying to understand what and empathize with the characters. Yeah, yeah I guess it is kind of a, a different. I mean, not kind of. It is a different thing, a whole different beast. Because in the example of a movie, the movie Sound of Metal, it is English. And then part of the story is inherently, right. you know, having to adapt. Whereas these other movies are just, they just happen to be Korean or Danish. Right. And people just. Now, before we really get further into this, and I know we, I, we, we have to because we've just gotten to the tip of the iceberg. How do you watch um, these films? Where do you, where do you consume them? Are they on the regular streaming channels? Are they on? 
Uh, so another round, I believe, is on Hulu. Train to Busan, I'm actually not sure. I, so full disclosure, I still haven't seen Train to Busan. I haven't either. Um, but I, I've, it's one that I've heard of and know is is a popular one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's on Tubi. It's on Crackle, Pluto TV. It's actually on Peacock. I do okay. have Peacock. Okay. Uh, so maybe that might be something to look out for. But yeah, and I mean, that that's also the trouble is, I mean, now is definitely a, an interesting time, you know, being in COVID yeah. where so many of these movies had to come out on streaming services. So they're accessible in that way. Yeah. Um, but I mean, movies like Parasite or Another Round or Train to Busan, you know, before everything is on Netflix or Hulu almost immediately, right? It's it's hard to find a theater uh, that will show these, you know, foreign films unless you live right next to an AMC or something like that, mm-hmm. or you're like in a huge city mm-hmm. that has access to all these things. So I guess that that is an interesting thing right. to bring up there. Yeah, hmm. just interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. I think what we should what we should really dive into now is what I would call a sort of a money grab, like I was saying earlier, how that it's a very successful uh, movie in one area, one part of the world, and yet it won't have that same kind of success for horrible reasons in the U.S. where there's a huge market, Yeah. right? And that's where a lot of, a lot of money is if it can make it through Hollywood. How do you work through that? And, and, and obviously in the tone of our voices, we're, we have problems with it, like we said. But other than a moneymaker, why else would they do something like this? And do you think that it could actually lead people to watch the original one? Um, does it have any positivity in that? Yeah, that's it. That's, I, I like that you're trying to put the spin on it. Yeah. That, that we aren't taking because yeah i mean i I think of you know the entire idea of adaptation Mm -hmm. right and this is slightly different because you're just remaking in a different language but the idea of adaptation maybe you are inspired by something and you know you you want to try to do the same thing or a similar thing but just in a different way Mm -hmm. uh in a different voice a different perspective and i think there is something to that Mm -hmm. um I mean, we'll, we'll get into it, but I mean, just the idea of things that I've wanted to adapt and continue to want to adapt, but it's just the problem of when is it copying versus when is it yeah. me putting my own voice in it. Uh, but I, th- I think the weird thing is for these movies is, you know, it's not like you're adapting from a, a book to a movie or something like that. You're just doing a movie in a different movie. Yeah. And, and that's that's where it gets weird. Are there things we're ignoring, though, in terms of accessibility for pe- people who can't read subtitles? Maybe it's lip reading. Yeah. Uh, but but if, I would think if you could read lips, you could also read the subtitles. I, I guess I guess then it's be... the it's uh, people who are deaf. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, can't hear, you know, uh, no English, but don't know Korean. Right. Or something like that. I, I, I don't know. It's a whole thing. It is It is a whole thing. But it is important to look at all different reasons why. I still think at the very top, it's just, it's hugely yeah. successful there. It could be hugely successful here, but let's make it our way. Yeah. Uh, they're not making it for the deaf community. Right. <laughs> like that. They're it's, not 
taking that right. into consideration. That's so, not why they're doing this. So it fits to start off this whole segment because we're trying to figure out was the original movie an inspiration for this new one or was it just straight – is it going to be a straight up here? We're going to give you this amount of money so that we can remake it in the US yeah. uh, and, and call that sort of copying in a sense. And, yeah. and how can we take that whole scenario and pull it into our personal work? And, and like you said, there's some really cool stuff out there that I'm going to try to replicate, that I'm going to try to uh, use or have it influence my work. And, and how does that play a role in the stuff that I'm creating? Am I, am I okay with the fact that half of my work might be largely influenced by somebody else who, who – another artist? Yeah. It's a tricky line. It's, it's a yeah. gray area. It's a complete gray area. For me, uh, I'm trying to think if it were so close to replicating, uh, I would be too worried that I would that I'm not creating something worthy or of par of the same caliber uh, or yeah. of the same caliber of, of what I was trying to create. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, because then you run into the issue of, you know, just the audience and worrying that they're going to see through you. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. that's probably what what is, you know, one of the biggest things for me. Um, and I, I guess I'll, I'll just get into it. One of the examples that I'm thinking of in my own personal work is so there is a, a run of comic books mm-hmm. uh, called Hawkeye written by Matt Fraction mm-hmm. uh, that I love. And they're awesome. They're such a unique take on the character of Hawkeye, someone that, you know, the general public doesn't really care about right uh but they put make him such a human character and you know do uh a lot of interesting things with his relationship with the other avengers and not having superpowers and you know his protege and things like that uh that and it's so stylistic in the way that it's presented that i have ideas of ways to do that in a series or film uh medium Mm -hmm. and but then the thing is i mean it's kind of two things at this point there is do i make it different enough uh, to warrant making another thing like how much of the dialogue do i do i carry over Mm -hmm. uh because there's some really well-written lines still in there that i would want to keep in uh and then they're coming out with a hawkeye series on disney plus later this year that looks to be based off of the same series so uh it's kind of a a weird thing of i mean part of me is like i gotta get it done before that series comes out so that i don't take that into into consideration Mm -hmm. but it doesn't look like that's gonna happen (laughs) um well okay here project therapy moment for a second okay okay what if and let's see if the audience will agree or disagree with this when you are creating this character that has similarities to Hawkeye or, or a storyline, a plot similarities to, to what to Hawkeye, what if in that creation of that you can allude to Marvel? Is it Marvel? Yeah. Marvel's creation, Marvel's story. How dare you? You know, I, I, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, of course, I don't know this. <laughs> but but for your, for your uh, short film, I, you had a lot of uh, allusions to other people's work right and you made it very clear it wasn't like i'm not copying this work i'm gonna oh i'm gonna make it very clear that i took this from something and i'm gonna put it in the into the, the sure. dialogue yeah are you able to do that in this situation is there a comedic piece I, I, that you could entwine to make it seem like you're not just stealing but rather you are you used it 
to create your own piece. Yeah. But you're just taking the golden nuggets of somebody else's work to just further make yours yeah. better. Yeah, I, I guess that's the... Uh, that's the easy way out, maybe. Well, well, I mean, that I guess that's really the definition of the homage, right? The homage, okay. Yeah, Where yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's being a little cheeky with things. Uh, and, I mean, obviously there are lines that, you know, if there's a line of dialogue that I don't think the audience would hate me for using an iconic line. I mean, I guess it's a, a different thing because I don't have any affiliation with Marvel. Right. Whereas, you know, in actual Marvel movies, they're allowed to say Avengers Assemble uh, and things like that. Spoilers. Right. right. Um, but, yeah, it is just this this weird thing of how, how much can I make it my own? while still carrying the essence of what I love about the original comic series so much. Well, this brings up a good point because uh, this is going into that, the hobby hobbyist and growing your hobby and your growth perspective around it versus the money perspective. And I don't see, at least in this specific project, you selling it for multi-millions, you know, right? Right. And, yeah. and that's no... No, nothing on you. I'm just, you're not going to create this and sell it for a couple million dollars. Right? Yeah. You're creating it so that you can become a better writer. You're creating it to jog the, your memory and, and to put put to words all of those really cool ideas that you have. Yeah. And to create something for your portfolio. So absolutely. I think there's that's a no-brainer. As soon as you're doing it to sell yourself, to sell to sell your work and you're using somebody else's work, that's straight up copy. Sure. I I, th- I think I think that's where you have to draw the line. But what about? Uh, I mean, there are you know writers' rooms, uh, and I know we're sticking on writing uh, for the moment. But in like writers' rooms for comedy shows, like something else I want to do is do a, a spec script, a uh, speculative script, a script that you yeah. write yeah, yeah. something like something that already exists, just trying to match their tone of voice and create something. But that's a that. practice. Yeah. You're not performing that. But it, the idea of, like, if I wanted to write a script for Brooklyn Nine-Nine to become part of that writer's room, even mm-hmm. though, you know, they're about to finish. Uh, <laughs> I still haven't watched but the But that's fine, Jacob. The thing is, if you took that script and sold it to a competitive company making a, a whole new show with that, that's copying. Oh, sure. So what I... So, well, like, just like, you know... Fifty Shades of Graying it and just changing the names. Yeah, yeah, uh, right. Uh, uh, the absolutely. reference there, if you're not familiar, is uh, Fifty Shades of Grey is Twilight fan fiction, uh, <laughs> and she just changed the names. So there you go. Yeah. That's how you make money. That's your fun fact. So you can you can make money doing this, but I think it's I think it's wrong, um, and I don't think I think at also some legal. Point, well, there you go. If you don't change the if names, you don't change, <laughs> it, I think that there is some positive to being able to recreate and replicate but as soon as it's outside of as soon as you're doing it to make money is it as soon as it's it gets a little in the gray area and i don't know when i try to replicate stuff it's because it's trendy and i'm trying to keep with it because whether it's writing or creating videos or whatever it is pictures on instagram like we've talked about this before there's a trend whether that's a, a a preset color scheme or something like that or you know, a focal length with super creamy bokeh in the back of it, whatever it is, <laughs> right? Whatever it is, it's sort of a trendy thing. And if you can recreate that, you're sticking with the times, you're able to adapt 
your work and continue to be productive and successful as the years go by. That's yeah. important. And that's reproducing and recreating and influenced by other people's work. But that's yeah. the big difference that we're talking about. Yeah. And also worth noting, I mean, I remember we touched on it uh, on previous episodes. Just, you know, we're all inspired by things. Yep. Uh, and whether it's conscious or unconscious, you're going to incorporate other ideas into your work. Influencers. Yeah. <laughs> Are we influencers? No, we are not influencers, Jacob. We are not influencers. We are defluencers. Oh, let me people tell you. People avoid what Hell, the 30 about. people listening, they're like, yeah, you're influencing me for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, that's funny. During our break, we just wanted to remind you that you can be part of the show by emailing us at askwtd at gmail.com. If you have any questions for us, topic suggestions, or general feedback, feel free to reach out and we'll be sure to include you in a future episode. You can also message us if you have any writing prompts for future editions of The Brainbow or subjects to explore in our series, The Art of Things. So once again, that email is askwtd at gmail.com. Anyways, let's get back to it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, so Nate's cat Dorcas is now peering up on the table <laughs> and Mopsy is circling us as well. Uh, but let me run you through a hypothetical. So, I mean, we, we've talked about when it's copying and when it's, you know, using it for growth. Uh-huh. Uh, but let's take the money aspect out of it. Let's just okay. say we are trying to create something that is an adaptation of something else Mm -hmm. when do you cross the line into okay now this is getting pretty close to just plagiarism or Hmm. you know copying as opposed to truly adapting the work for a new medium yeah i think it's probably well this is tough i think it's easier to see plagiarism because we're more used to plagiarism when it's in words, when it's written word. Right. Right. As far as copying someone's look and feel of a movie, I think that's normal. That happens in Hollywood all the time. Each director, each producer has different different ways to create things. And we know we know a Quentin Tarantino Quentin Tarantino movie. Right. Um, we know who, who's it? Wes. Uh, Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Like we know these different feels and looks and, and why they do it that way but there are certain a- there's aspects of movies that all hollywood movies have pretty much sure right and and i think that is not plagiarism in a sense because the scripts are vastly different we're used to plagiarism oh the cat's gonna pull that down better hold <laughs> we're used to plagiarism because all throughout school we we know plagiarism as copying exact word for word pretty much right it's such a gray area jacob because to be able to replicate what a professional is doing means that you are a professional at what you're doing, right? Because you could be given a cookbook and I could have the same cookbook and we could both create the same meal. And if we both created that perfectly, we're just as good as at creating that meal or that, that dish. But if you are a professional chef and I'm not, (laughs) and you give us the same cookbook with the same thing, 
yours is going to taste so much better, even though we just did the same thing. So what I'm trying to get at is we could create, we could replicate, we could create, we can try to learn off each other, but the professional is always going to prevail. Now you said, take money outside of it. Oh, I don't know how to answer that. (laughs) I truly don't. I think it's hard for me because part of my growth has always been Let's go to YouTube. Let's learn how to do something. Let's try to replicate some of these influencers who are really cool at making art. Sure. And that's the way I learned. And so if I say that's wrong, am I a fake? (laughs) Right? Are all my skills because I replicated somebody else's skills? Is that wrong? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think in that case, no, because you're just learning how to do something but but I still else. make money that way because I use those things that I learned. I use those really um, attractive um, color schemes and very, you know, I use these things that I think I deem are attractive, but I learn how to use it, do it from somebody else. Like I, I'm kind of in a sense copying their look. Well, now we're diving even deeper into the moral quandary. Yeah, I'm copying somebody else's look. Because that is the trendy look. And I'm not the only one doing it. Thousands and thousands of I mean, yeah. everyone's doing it who's staying trendy within that box. Like if you want to, let's say it's a real estate video, you're going to have a lot of really, really great, well-lit shots. I mean, maybe it's copying. Maybe it's just great videography. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's tough because... I mean, really, I mean, we're kind of diving into something that's just... There's no real answer. It's like a chicken and the egg thing for all of humanity. Like, who was the first person to ever type LOL? And then we all just copied off of them. We all just copied off of them. Well, how would you answer that question? Uh, What? The The one you posed. When when it crosses the line from adaptation to copying? Um, I think... So, let's go back to the... Hawkeye example, what I want to do there. Uh, So one of the the things that I think about is if I use a specific line, Mm -hmm. is that copying? I think using specific lines isn't copying, but using, uh, I mean, and it's not a numbers game, but like using more than 40% of the same lines, probably not great, you know? Right. Uh, Even even if it's just because it's like I don't want to, those are great lines. Oh, but Jacob, here's something I think Hollywood does. What if instead of making them human characters, you make them animated or you make them animals <laughs> or something like that? And they control that us. And they could, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but for real. Like, I'm tr- I can't think of exactly. I really should have looked it up. But like there are stories in Hollywood that have come out that are almost exactly without name naming the same characters but they're almost exact except they're animals or they're cartoons or they're something yeah and and that's not copying or that's legal i mean again we're not lawyers so we we, they probably you know now so actually you're making me think of another thing uh, that's good because I don't know these things, so I try to make you think, and then you bring them up. You're the dictionary when it comes to, <laughs> well, comes to these references. Well, so this isn't a, a specific, uh, you know, thing that exists, but it. I mean, it's something that kind of exists in in most mm-hmm. film work, at least. Oh, Dorcas is going for that food. Yep. <laughs> um, but I mean, I was thinking of this 
I mentioned on a podcast a while ago, but there was uh, a video that I watched of, uh, I think it was Hamlet with Andrew Scott, who's an actor. And it was the first time that I had really seen Shakespeare mm-hmm. performed in, in a way that, you know, I could understand on first glance, right? As opposed to having to sit with the text and be like, okay, this was slang back then for this and right. stuff like that. But just the way he, he performed it uh, was so natural and, and made me want to go back to Shakespeare and, and see if there's something there. Right? And there are so many Shakespeare stories that are just regurgitated. Not regurgitated, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. you know, you use it as the foundation. And I'm wondering when... When is that an artistic choice and when is that just doing Hamlet again or doing Romeo and Juliet again, mm-hmm. right? Because there are a lot of Romeo and Juliet kind of things there out sure there. There sure are. Yeah. I guess that's what I was trying to get at. I mean, there's, But yeah, it's tough. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I truly don't know how to look at it further. I mean, yeah, that's part of our that's, – that's American culture, taking somebody else's and replicating it. Yeah. And putting it in quotes better. It's yeah. not. I mean, I mean, what drives me crazy is, you know, social media when people will just tweet the same joke that they saw and then it gets like 5,000 times more likes. <laughs> or when like... <laughs> when you say that, when you whisper the joke to somebody in the room next to you in sixth grade and they yeah. say it out and loud. And- <laughs> yeah. But even more than that, there's like the legit plagiarism yeah, yeah, of yeah. just taking a video that you saw on YouTube yeah, yeah, and then you yeah, just yeah. crop it into uh, to be an Instagram video and then you don't credit them. Credit them. I think that a, a, a little off of that, but I think that's a huge thing, stealing jokes in the, in the comedy world. When, when comedians go on shows and stuff to talk about that, yeah. they, I mean, they're straight up. That's straight up. That is plagiarism. Yeah. <sighs> Joke theft. Joke theft. It's, it's a real thing. Yeah. It's a real, it, it's a real thing. It sounds cartoonish, but it's a real thing. And uh, it's really interesting because some comedians who do it, they don't say they do it. They have, they take it and they alter the joke a little bit, whether yeah. to match the audience that is there that night, or if it's a different uh, type of comedian, they'll take the joke and try to alter it a little bit to make it match their their spiel, their their sort of go to thing. I think that's wrong. Yeah, but right. you'll also know that a lot of comedians learn from other comedians. I'm going to practice this bit that this comedian does. Because I can learn inflection. Yeah. I can learn how to move my body. And, and and yes, I'm copying, but I'm also learning from the professionals. But I'm not going to do yeah. that on stage for money. I'm yeah. also probably not going to do that in, on stage at <laughs> all. I'm going to try to have my own stuff. I don't know. Unless you're an impersonator. Because then that's a whole new thing. Oh, yeah. But I think that's an art. I think yeah. when you call yourself an impersonator or... Uh, you're setting expectations. You are setting the expectation that you are you have to be perfect yeah otherwise you're not funny right you <laughs> right. can't be an impersonator of i don't know anyone and yeah. not be good at it and, and have it work it just doesn't yeah so you are setting yourself up for failure if you're not perfect at copying <laughs> <laughs> right 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 yeah i don't know so if i just to loop it back around if i start reading shakespeare because i saw this one video of andrew scott and i think I want to try to put a new spin on this. Mm-hmm. Should I stop and just tell myself? No, absolutely. No, no. You have to. You have to do it. Why? Why? Because 
it's a, a way that you are growing into the type of writer and the type of producer that you want to be. I don't think that you can redo Titanic <laughs> and just change the name of the boat. But I think they've done that. So who knows, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, I don't know. Well, now I got to try. I think it's different because we aren't going to win or we're not going to make or lose millions. Right. Yet. Yet. <laughs> I could post a Someday. picture of post a picture of Dorcas and that'll get more views and listen or more views and listens, I guess, and post interaction <laughs> right. than our then show. This, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, Maybe that's how we gotta trick people. Oh, clickbait. That's, that's what that's called. But I guess you need to be able to see the cat. Yeah. Something to think about. Something to think about. Yeah. I don't know. Did we did we I feel like this entire conversation has just been like macro. Yeah. Like big picture. And I don't think we have enough lived experience. We're still young. We're, we we haven't done much compared to a lot of other people, especially yeah. in, in the creative realm. Compared to Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's very tough for us to talk about certain things just because of where we are in life and what we've accomplished. And we totally acknowledge that. I also think yeah. this is a great time for listener interaction. If you are interested or you do have more knowledge, I mean, you absolutely have more knowledge than us in many different things. Be a part of our show. Yeah. I mean, come on and talk with us. AskWTD at gmail.com. There you go. Another perspective is what we need. And um, and this is just one of those where, where we're talking through things, but I think a, a deeper dive uh, is important. And that could be held offline. That could, whatever, if you're interested yeah. uh, like that. But maybe, maybe this is my excuse to finally do this Hawkeye thing. Absolutely. To, to you know, do it. And then maybe we just evaluate it. We could totally evaluate um, it. And maybe before the show comes out, it's supposed to be November, but uh -huh. we'll see. I'll try to hold you to it. Yeah, we're busy and, people. Yeah, and, and now people. I got this this neo noir thing to do too. That's right for this show. That's right. But you know what, Jacob? It's an it's okay to be inspired. Yeah. by original work by somebody else's work. Yeah, totally okay for that, and it's okay to try to replicate that and use it to gain your experience. Yeah. I think we draw the line is when you start to you you start to make money off of replicating somebody else's work. Yeah, and it's malicious intent. Malicious intent. So yeah. to go back to what I was talking about earlier, to kind of wrap that up, where I was worried or I could have been worried that I'm replicating somebody else's work, it's my own vision when I'm starting the camera, when I'm pressing record and I have that focal length and I have the vision and and I know exactly what I want because I've storyboarded and stuff. That's my vision, yeah. but I've you I've been influenced by other people to create work that's going to be similar in nature, but ultimately original to myself. Yeah, original to yourself. Original to that, myself. That's that's a I like that. Yes. That's so take take Jack Badger. He's got a three chord song, right? Right. How many songs out there are going to have those same three chords? Right. Millions. Yeah. Right. But. It's original to him because he has created it different yeah. than those things. Maybe it sounds similar, but it's got different lyrics. And those lyrics are placed differently. Yeah. He emphasizes words differently. Different strumming patterns. Different yeah. So I, I think to round all of that out, I think original to yourself is important. Yeah. And the growth from that is important. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I like it. Well, uh... I mean, as Nate said, you know, reach out to us mm -hmm. if you have any other thoughts on this, whether it's 
I mean, really anything we touched on. I mean, the another round trying to Busan debacle. Uh-huh. Debacle. I said debacle because when we were coming up with this, I thought of the word debacle, but it's debacle. <laughs> and I was like, why did my phone autocorrect to tobacco? <laughs> Because I spelled it wrong, idiot. <laughs> you were trying to be original. You were. It was infl- the yeah. word. Uh, <laughs> That's gosh. not how I spell yeah. it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, swtd at gmail.com if you want to be on the show or just have us read something out for you. Or, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're all about getting different perspectives on things. And Absolutely. We love, it. we love the participation. Yeah. But until then, when you, of course, all flood our inbox with messages about this. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about some definitely not procrastinating. Uh, Nate, what do you have this week? Yeah, so I hate that I'm saying this, but have you ever watched a show that you really don't need to watch? It's kind of like candy. It's like not really good to watch, but sure. it's just you, 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 you do it, you watch yeah. it. It's a milk dud. <sighs> yes, love me a milk dud, but then they get <laughs> stuck in your teeth and it's like a... Okay, so I don't know if you've seen this. I don't know if you're kind of into this type of... TV or these type of shows, but have you seen the show Billions? I have not. Is that the one with The Rock? No. Is that with uh, Terrence Howard? Uh, No, I don't think so. So this is. Let me let me see if I can pull it up real quick. It's got um, Andrew Sorkin is one of the I guess writers or created. Oh, Aaron Sorkin. uh, Andrew Sorkin, Andrew Andrew Ross Sorkin, Brian Koppelman, and David. Levian? I don't know how to pronounce these names. <laughs> but anyways, it was on Showtime and it's still okay. going. But um, basically, it's it's the it's kind of like a Suits show, you know. Okay. A glorified, really, really slow processes that are glorified and we think that are, you know, maybe everyone wants to be a lawyer after they watch Suits. Anyways, sure. this is uh, sort of a big hedge fund guy who makes billions, right? So we're looking at hundreds of thousands of dollars is like pennies to them versus sort of the, you know, district attorneys. So it's like this battle between how tit for tat like how do i take this from you and you, the the thing that's addicting to me for me is to look into this show and and see like what if some of this is like real life where these people who you know make millions they're going to short a company and they're going to yep. sabotage it somehow so that they make billions from it but but the media only shows the short and how this company made billions of dollars right so like it's that type of show where sure. like, i don't want to watch it but i have to but watch here you it. are yeah. yeah. So so that's what that is like when we when we say definitely not procrastinating, that is a total and utter procrastination. <laughs> uh so I'm on season two now and uh ugh, I don't wanna watch it, but I have to. <laughs> they do a good job. It's a good story. Nice. Yeah. Uh well for me, uh so I was able to uh watch a movie with Harry mm-hmm. uh and Jack Badger from last week. Uh, we watched Free Guy in theaters. Uh, it's just a fun time. It's it's a movie with Ryan Reynolds, uh, Jodie Comer. Uh, what's the Joe Keery? Is that the guy from Stranger Things? That's his name. I, I think know. that's his name. I've only seen the first season of Stranger Things, by the way. Same. I need to catch up. Do you have to watch the second season. You well, tell us. Well, they're coming out with four. Four is coming up, so there's three that were. Oh wait, no, it. I've seen first. No, I've only seen the second season. I didn't even watch, didn't the, even first watch the first one. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, that's a whole other story. Maybe I shouldn't tell it. Uh, but it's just you know, it's it's not going to blow your mind. But it's just a fun time. You know, sometimes that, yeah. that's all you. That's a good movie with a friend. Yeah, and Ryan Reynolds. It's hard. Ryan it's Reynolds. hard to not like Ryan Reynolds, in my opinion. Yeah, just a 
charismatic dude. Yeah, I can agree with that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You're hanging out with your. You're hanging out with your guys. You're having a good time. It doesn't matter what movie's on. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, I was just like because Winter emphatically nodded. <laughs> well, what, what was she nodding about? about? Ryan Reynolds. Oh, Winter. Hey. <laughs> I, I think on that note, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I, I would say sorry about you know any animal noises you might have heard, but it's been a joy for me. You hear this? Yeah. Maybe the mic's picking it up. Probably picking that up. <laughs> That's Mopsy slurping up water. Mopsy's thirsty. <laughs> and the cat, if you heard any jingles, the cat was running around. Yeah, I would say sorry, but I, I'm just so happy to I think be it, around these animals yes, right it's, now. Yes, it's wonderful. So, um... I think they're just going to start making more noise now that they're up. So we should wrap it up. Yeah, uh, Jacob, where can uh, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me at Jacob Yesback on Twitter. How about you, Nate? Nate Ulrich sixteen as usual. Oh yeah. I think past episode thirty, we don't need to do that anymore. What do you think? I think we got it. All right. Well, whatever. For the new the new listeners, how are they going to know? <laughs> You're right. All right. Well, until <laughs> next time. Thanks for listening. Write That Down is produced by Nate Ulrich and Jacob Novak. Music for this podcast includes Answered by Ketza and Dream 13 by Punch Deck. You can find links to both artists in the description for this episode. If you'd like to be part of the show, you can email your questions or topic suggestions to askwtd at gmail.com. Once again, that's askwtd at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.